Hi, welcome to the Theta Game Podcast, the official podcast at ThetaGame.com. I'm your host, Junie, and thanks for tuning in. These are only my opinions, and anything said in this podcast and future podcasts should not be considered financial advice. I have no stock positions. Thank you. All right, uh, a good handful of meme stocks reporting this week. Um, after close on Tuesday, there's BlackBerry. Before open on Wednesday, there's Paychex. Uh, after close on Wednesday, uh, you have Jefferies. Before open on Thursday, there's Bed Bath & Beyond, Rite Aid, and CarMax. After close on Thursday, there's Micron and Nike. Before open on Friday, Carnival Cruise Lines. Nothing much to really talk about here besides Micron. Micron being a semiconductor company, if they do well, the semiconductor, other semiconductor companies will do well too. Uh, that includes like AMD and NVIDIA, as well as Intel. Uh, if Micron, you know, kind of reiterates like some really bad outlook, of, you know, some some outlook of what other sectors have been reporting with like maybe expecting lower sales or just margins have gotten out of control, any of that stuff, you will see uh, the downward pressure for some addictors continue. Um, but I'm hopeful. Uh, right now, as you all know, uh, I'm all cash in my. 197k portfolio um i'm still waiting i'm getting rewarded like really well for waiting um i'm i'm just always calling it luck there's no I'm, i don't really have a system right now um uh, but i feel like because i've gone through the covid crash um with like 80k of obligation on the way down um i'm just kind of used to people freaking out and i personally think there might be a little bit more room to go down, but every week that goes by, um, it does get more enticing to buy. So um, that's just my little small update. But yeah, I'll be looking at Micron this week. Um, BlackBerry, Bed Bath & Beyond, and Rite Aid, I'll also be looking at, as well as CarMax too. Like these are all very volatile stocks that Wall Street Bets has traded. So it's just gonna be interesting to see if any of them become fruitful. Um, but like I mentioned, it's gonna, the odds are stacked against you right now. Um, playing or like betting on a meme stock to win or to lose, right? Like if you're a contrarian or something, um, is harder than ever right now because implied volatility is just higher than normal. So if you're buying options, they're gonna be more expensive, and therefore these stocks are gonna need bigger moves. You know, w when you're trading these ex like really volatile stocks, who's to say like it won't go just up really high and then down really low? Uh, and then canceling out any sort of gains, right? Um, it's a, I don't know. You just got to keep it fun, I, I guess. Um, this is just a reminder that earnings are dangerous. Uh, I can already tell. Twitter is a lot more quiet than it was in the last, like, two years. Um, you know, it's just, like, the volume of trades that I just see online. Like, all these, like, gurus are gone. Like, no one's calling plays anymore. Right, because the, you you just can't afford to be more wrong now because everyone's already losing money by just being passive. So if you're just accelerating people losing money, your service is not gonna you know look valuable and people leave. It's just a this is a whole bunch of stuff. Be careful out there. You don't need to say make it all back in your next play in case if you're red. Um, you can do it slowly and methodically, which is the approach that I'm trying to do. 
but we'll see where that goes. The Fed this week increased interest rates uh, by 75 basis points. Uh, the market the day of uh, took it pretty well. The market was down, but just not by a lot. However, the, uh, the next day, the market fell down quite a bit and then trickled off. But now, uh, I think everyone, since we know the uh, interest rate hike has happened, we're just waiting to see the next CPI report, which is, let me just quickly bring that up here, CPI schedule. The next inflationary report uh, comes to us on October 13th of next month. So, I mean, if inflation shows up that it's higher than expected, meaning like it's higher than last month's, I, I just don't know. I think the market would crash really hard and uh, we'd be in for a really, really red end of the year. But there is like a pretty strong case that could be made that if uh, inflation started to look like it was getting under control. Maybe it was like a little bit even better than we or originally expect. Um, then it, I don't know. I could see a very strong rally happening there, and then we would hope that you know Powell gives a more like dovish stance or dovish stance on interest rates, or just like a more bullish one where maybe pauses are on the menu. Uh, though he did say in his speech um, that he doesn't see pauses happening next year. Um, but, y you know, in the Q&A section, when all the uh, reporters are always asking questions, like the number one thing he always says is that they're always observing the data that comes in and they will respond accordingly. But then he's also said stuff along the lines of, uh, that they've seen what happens if you start course correcting too early. So I don't personally think that we're going to get rate cuts next year. I think that's pretty in line with like all the other, you know, articles you might end up reading. But with this amount of pressure on the economy, it's hard to say exactly where the market would go. So I think the meta like answer to that question is that the market will consolidate or trade flat for a bit uh, and then head back higher sometime later, like, I don't know, in a few years maybe. But um, seeing all-time highs, like, in a few months doesn't seem realistic. I'm down to be, sur like, surprised, though. I'm down for the market to surprise me there. But it just doesn't seem realistic. Um, and that's also a thing you mentioned about, like, um, uh, Oh, where are they? oh my gosh, what are they called? Leaps. Leaps are dangerous. Um, but, you know, being that they're basically like pseudo margin, you're you're getting exposure of basically owning 100 stock for one leap um, at a fraction of the cost, strictly because, you know, the leap expires and the shares don't. So um, there's that. But, you know, if you don't understand the macro sort of, picture where you know us trading sideways is more likely than us trading upwards or to a new all-time high then maybe leaps doesn't sound um, that enticing but to someone that doesn't f understand like maybe the options world with the application of like the macro viewpoint or like the understanding of like the macro or outside market then buying leaps which are just options that represent shares that you know are 
fractions of the cost of actually buying the shares can seem like a really good deal because you're just buying the dip. But for those that have like been listening to the podcast for a long time, you understand that like my opinion on leaps is pretty negative because it's very hard to double down on leaps because not only are they like really um, really expensive, you know, some of them are like thousands of dollars a pop, um, but they also expire. It's hard to double down on something that expires because it's very mentally taxing to buy into something that keeps on going down that you have a time limit on. It still sucks when you buy shares and they go down, which is why dollar cost averaging is so hard. But it sucks even more knowing that the thing that you're doubly down on will eventually expire. And then on top of that, understanding that, hey, the chances of us reaching all-time highs is not you know that great. So leaps you know doesn't really make as much sense as like shares would especially if you could dollar cost average over time and you'd have no time limit and it's easier to dollar cost average because shares are like tens or hundreds of dollars as opposed to like thousands of dollars for like leaps so just be careful out there for those that are like recommending like buying leaps right now you know, people got very overzealous like last year and said like, oh, leaps are everything. Oh, this ARK fund is everything. And all of those have blown up like super, super hard. Um, and now it's just damage control, right? Like I'm still here. I'm still doing the podcast, uh, still hanging out with people in the live stream and stuff, um, making sure that anyone that did buy leaps or did go all in on ARK or made their ARK funds, their 401ks and stuff that you know, we have a solution to get, you know, you're, you kind of out of that situation. So if you have anything um, or if you're in any situation like this, like feel free to stop by. If you need some questions asked, definitely reach out to a financial advisor. But if you feel like you got no one to talk to about this sort of stuff, that's what my live stream is mainly for. Um, but other than that, it's just a show face, hang out with people and say hi. Um, anyway, so inflation uh, is higher than last month. The Fed has increased interest rates. Next month, we're looking for a, a inflation rate that's lower than last month's. If not, the market will crash pretty hard. That's just my opinion, that's not fact. But um, yeah, I mean, I can imagine us even bouncing from the really, really red end of the week that we just had, uh, primarily just because, you know, October 13th is not that far away, which is the next CPI or the next inflation number. So don't get too caught up in like the whole put buying thing. We've already gone down so much since the Fed announcement and there's gonna be some amount of premium baked back in for the chance that we go green on inflation or that inflation gets under control for next month. So my thesis is still about the same. I still think it's going to get very choppy. Um, it just doesn't feel great to be buying down here just because it feels like I'm volunteering to catch a knife. For those that have listened for a while, you understand like my preference is to see that the market is trading up pretty well in an uptrend and then I'll participate dollar cost averaging back in then. But you know, buying on like huge red days like this with the sizable position, I think is just asking for a disaster right now. 
um, but you do what you want. Uh, I, this is my first time to, like kind of trading into like a inflation heavy environment. I've I was part of the October 2018 like interest rate hike like flash crash that happened i remember that was like super scary but i didn't have nearly the amount of money that i had i have now like for example when that crash happened i had maybe like like eight thousand dollars like max right like that's that was like a big deal for me um but now i'm at like 197 because of this of these last two years that have gone really well and me not trading it stupidly and doing things i was comfortable with um, so I feel a little bit more pressure um, that you know I should not be doing some ri like more risky things, um, but I do also feel like I've learned a lot in the last two years going through the COVID crash and the COVID rally. So I get to really see both sides of like the human behaviors on both both of the spectrums. I think it's really cool to observe on the sidelines like I am right now, and I'm excited to go back in. Just nothing's really screaming at me right now to like quite take the plunge right now. Um, even if the plunge is like a small nibble and some dollar cost averaging. But we'll see if that changes. If there is an uptrend uh, leading up to the October 13th CPI report, I would most likely still um, stay out uh, because I'd rather have the report come out well and then have the market jump and then jump in then me get in early the market or inflation not report well and the market crashes and then I'm just kind of stuck uh, but all in all cases dollar cost averaging in will protect you from like the biggest of reds but right now I'm just like being really choosy with my entries because I don't want to just like quite like trade for fun right now like I'm definitely in a mindset where I want to execute my best um, when I'm ready and when I think the market is ready. But we'll see. Maybe this is just like a, this is me setting myself up for some like introspection. Like at the end of the year, I'll, maybe I'm gonna be saying like, oh, you know, I wish I got into the market earlier. I shouldn't have been too greedy, waiting to stay out. But this is the first time for me. I, I have not been all cash like ever uh, since I started ThetaGain.com or, or the podcast. Uh, and I have to say that like my timing was really good. It was really lucky, but I'd say it was really good. And it makes me feel really, really confident just about uh, my re-entry. So just waiting. Uh, and that's kind of like my, I guess, my take on the market. Um, and then I'll be looking forward to the CPI report on October 13th. So real quick, uh, before we end today's very short episode, um, I want to just give some commentary on some of, of my favorite stocks on my watch list. Uh, AMD has not been uh, at $68, which is the price that it's currently trading at right now, uh, since July of 2020. Uh, the high before the COVID crash, so the, like before we even knew like what coronavirus was, the high for AMD was fifty nine twenty seven, or we'll just round that up to sixty. 
So we're about like 10% away, uh, you know, maybe like closer to like 13 or 14% away from being at the same price before any of this all crazy stuff happened. You know, before coronavirus, before the the money injected into the market, the massive amounts of people that joined the stock market, the growth of cloud computing, the growth of graphics cards. So we're not too far away from before COVID. And that's that's basically what I'm watching for is if we get down to the levels of where we were at prior to COVID, I could not really see a world where I wouldn't choose to invest just primarily because I would be able to reason that anyone that invested after COVID, I would be doing better than. Um, you know, it seems kind of elementary, but I've, I've already talked about you know why and how I think that like a few episodes ago. So AMD at like 60 bucks really doesn't look bad. And that's probably where my entry will start looking like. So maybe I sell like the 62 put that gives me 200 bucks or something. Um, but we'll see. Uh, clicking on NVIDIA. NVIDIA had like a really, really strong like 135 support. NVIDIA is chilling right now at 125. Um, which is at a decent level, but you know how AMD is like super close to um, the pre-COVID high. NVIDIA is a bit away from its pre-COVID high. NVIDIA's pre-COVID high is around $79, where it's currently trading currently right now at 125. So it's, a, it's gonna be a little bit more of a stretch um, to get into NVIDIA um, at a pre-COVID high level, um, but we'll see if it happens. Uh, I can't imagine it getting that low, uh, but if it did, it'd probably be my entry point around there too. But you know, with what I said about AMD and with what I'm saying about NVIDIA, there are a lot of other people that also think like this. Like there, this my sort of point of view is not unique. So me waiting for like the exact tippy top of the COVID low is probably like not probably not the best idea just because the bottom my my theory right is that the bottom would get bought up so I'd start my dollar cost averaging like a little bit before that um, but yeah Nvidia's graph right now just like AMD's does not look strong uh, but I think the close at the end of the day was pretty good yeah I mean trading half a percentage up. Um, but besides that, uh, the like long-term chart does not look all that great. PayPal, although it was doing really, really well in like the, in like the maybe like the last three weeks, two weeks, um, it's been pretty stable trading like up and down, up and down, but like in general, pretty flat, but it's like finally broken down past the $91 mark and is now at $87. Um, still, I'm still like pretty excited about PayPal and its efforts and like reducing costs and you know actually committing to its buyback program. Um, but we'll see. I, right now, just thankful that I sold 
um, pretty early or like capitulated, I guess is like the, the more accurate word. I capitulated and I, I like did some like really bad napkin math. Um, I would be down around like $40,000 right now if I had like not sold. Um, but I sold and I'm only down 14K. I only say only because I'm definitely huffing the copium right now. Um, but yeah, it's about like 7% uh, down for the year. So I could live with that, especially if SPY is down 20%, then I'm more than okay. Uh, Costco uh, has been taking a beating. Um, Costco is now trading at 466, uh, and I let it go around like the 535 mark. Um, Costco was uh, looking like they might have considered uh, raising their rates or for the cost for membership, but they didn't because they they are like quote not uh, meeting their uh, criteria yet to uh, increase their membership rates. Um, Costco, my previous like really strong bet for the year, um, I just decided not to hold it primarily because I was just selling out of everything else. So this was definitely also a lucky break. Um, my highest performing stock of the year is actually Costco, where I got a gain of thirty, basically thirty eight hundred dollars, three thousand eight hundred thirty dollars fifty one cents. Um, in contrast with my worst performing stock, uh, PayPal, which netted me a 17K loss. Um, but yeah, it's it's been a journey. Um, let me see. Yeah, and AMD down 2300 and Intel, I made $18. <laughs> uh, and NVIDIA, I made like about 1500 So it's been choppy. PayPal is definitely the biggest like my biggest red play of the year but i feel also not too bad about it just because it's still a good company just shaking out like i don't know it's like covid like rally like hopium and then maybe i'll see a case in point to like get back in um but that's also TBD. Right right now, I really think if I had to trade a stock, it would still be AMD, but the graph just in the short term looks so bad that I'm just really not thinking about it as of yet. But who knows? Maybe we correct more next week and then it becomes more enticing. All right. Um, that about ends it for today's uh, shorter episode. Um, yeah, I, I think the main thing that can kind of sum up how I feel right now is like lucky. I've been getting like super lucky with just like my timing on trades. Like this goes all the way back to like the COVID bottom, um, trading all the way through the entire COVID rally, uh, and then like to like earlier this year where like I was churning so much premium to help me break even on like a lot of stocks that I was red on, and then just like uh, like a few weeks ago where I sold out of everything and the market started heading lower. I just keep getting lucky, but I, I gotta chalk it up to also me um, doing things that like kind of set me up for success for the moments that I do get lucky, right? I like to make sure that I never go all in. I always have capital ready, that I'm never assuming that the profits are mine until I actually exit the trade, so I'm not over leveraging. There's a lot of things that you know 
newer traders uh, don't, you know, take on to action uh, until, you know, maybe they mature um, just from like a personal level or if they start to learn the hard way maybe by getting got a few too, few too many times. But uh, yeah, it, it's, it's a new scenario for me. Like I mentioned earlier, um, I haven't been all cash since I started ThetaGang.com. Uh, and so I'm trying to do it right the first time uh, by going in when I'm ready and not rushing it. So we'll see. Uh, I'll definitely be vocal as I start to buy in more. Um, but for now, uh, I think I've been definitely rewarded for being patient. Uh, it's hard to do, man. It's like if you work remote and all you can look at is really the stock market while you look at, you know, you know, your, whatever work you might be doing, it's gonna it's gonna eat at you, and you're gonna be like, well, I can always modify this trade. I could add this trade, or I could sell this one out, or I could add this one. It's really really difficult. Um, having the bigger picture in mind is has also helped me too. I think, um, like, I know that I want a house soon. I I don't know about next year because mortgage rates are so high. Um, but I'd have to say if I lost like my 197K, it would be really demoralizing. I'd be incredibly sad if that happened. Um, so I just like kind of, I kind of just picture that every time I do a trade is like, is does this put me at risk for losing it all? And yes, it would actually mean matter to, it mean a lot to me. Um, you know, people say money doesn't matter yeah, at the end of things and whatnot, but dang, I would love to not worry about money later and having money now kind of kind of speeds up that process of not having to worry about it later or at least how things are going right now. Um, I also do see some like rumor stuff on like the Chinese president getting overthrown, but that's probably a rumor. But if it, if it turns out to not be a rumor, man, that that's some crazy stuff but that's kind of just news that's developing right now like anyway uh once again thank you all for listening uh i think i'm probably gonna sleep early i'm getting kind of sleepy and it's only saturday at 7 25 p.m <laughs> like what the? i don't know what happened i think it's because i didn't eat all day and like i just ate a burrito and there's just something that Oh, I and I know I'm gonna be busy tomorrow, so that's why I wanted to kind of just like cram out this like episode, just like I don't know, just make sure that I get it done. I, I would feel I feel so bad whenever I have to skip something. If I ever have to skip like a podcast episode or like a stream, it like I know people show up or there's some person out there that expects it, and they kind of like, ah oh, man, I should have just done it. And it makes me feel bad. So, this is me. Uh, putting in the I guess extra effort on this Saturday to, to get this episode out I hope you enjoyed it uh, and going into uh, the shout outs just want to say have a great weekend have a great week and then I'll see you guys all next week bye bye 
This episode is brought to you by Arfman, Avrilian, Beans J. Kim, Can't Make Money, IRL, uh, Chicken Dinner, Empty Cans, Fancy Wolf, Froggy Fresh Trades, Grandpa 95, JZN, Kaput, Lazy Reservist, Leo Jetson, Lord Skeletor, Maestro XC, Mallman, XC56, McFly, M. Hayden, Mike D, Mitch Brady 7, Mods, Mr. Integrity, Mr. Sneezy, Pastor Bedtime, Pocket Change, Rooster, Rustier, Seneca, Shifty, Slow Motion, Statistically Random, Symmetrix, The Jester, Theater 8, Upstream Puddle, Fly TC, and Ensis 88. Thank you all for listening, and I'll see you all next week. Bye-bye.